Cheers and welcome to the Heath Bar. I'm your host Heath, serving up another chat on tap for you this week. I've been getting some feedback from a lot of you that are listening to the show and a common theme uh, throughout a lot of that feedback is that the intros can tend to ramble on longer than they should. So I'm going to listen to that feedback. I'm always up for taking some critiques and improving things as they move forward and shorten these intros down a bit. But essentially, all you need to know is if you want to know more information about me, about the podcast, about uh, my shows where I'll be playing or anything I've been writing or doing, you can find all of that at the heathbarpodcast.com. So that is essentially where everything is at. I kind of have been spacing those out lately, but I'm just going to let you know that's where they're at. And you can also email me at heath at the heathbarpodcast.com to interact with me directly. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. That's the intro. That's uh, where you can find everything. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, so with keeping things short, let's get to it. Uh, this week's chat on tap is uh, a guy I've been trying to get on the show for several years now, and I'm really glad we were finally able to sit down and make this happen. I think uh, uh, he's someone that I've probably known, well, almost as long as I've been playing music. Might might even have met him briefly beforehand and just forgot about it. But uh, he's a friend of mine. He's been around the the hills uh, for most of his life. I've uh, been playing music and, and singing songs. If you uh, are out and about and you hear a crowd screaming for someone to cover uh, Tennessee Whiskey, it's probably because he's up on stage playing. Um, but uh, his name is Jack Daniels. And uh, for those of you that know him, uh, you know, he's a pretty phenomenal guy, a really talented musician and songwriter and uh, really fun to hang out with. I've uh, always had a good time interacting with him and getting to know him over the years. We've had some uh, some pretty fun memories uh, playing shows and just hanging out late nights at, at the pub here in Spearfish and, and many other things too. We've done several uh, shows together, I would say, and just hung out quite a lot. So this is a, a chat and this is someone that I was been wanting to share with you guys for a long time. Like I said, uh, he's, he's great. He's one of the greatest guys I've, I've met around the area. Super fun, super talented. And, uh, in the interest of not rambling on longer than I should, um, let's just get into it. Ladies and gentlemen here at the Heath bar, give it up for Jack Daniels. Welcome to the Heath Bar, where the conversations are always on tap. My thing was always like eating the microphone. <laughs> Just getting right in it. Dude, and I sing with my eyes closed, so like my... I'd hit my teeth on so many yeah. mics. Like, oh. Dude, just be glad you don't have teeth as big as mine, man. <laughs> Your story about that was so funny, Oh, man. God, it hurt. That hurt so bad. That's happened more than once. I After I told you the story of one person falling in the mic thing, it uh, happened the next weekend. Oh, God. <laughs> the, wait a second. It happened again? It's on Friday, two Fridays in a row. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's cheers, and I want to yeah. talk about that story first. Cheers, Jack. Cheers. Welcome to the Heath Bar, man. Thanks for having me, man. In your kitchen. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, tell me the story again, because <laughs> yeah. I was having a good time, and I remember bits and pieces of it, but 
This is a great story. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's about 10 o'clock, not even 10 o'clock our time, and I'm playing a Tyler Childers song. Yeah, that's right. And it was uh, Fraulein. It wasn't even like a fast. <laughs> it wasn't even a banger, like man. Ch- <laughs> children. Wow, he's got a really pretty voice. Yeah, man. Know? People like dancers, which I love dancers. Like there's no problem with it at all. Like it was, I was like, this is going to be a good night. <laughs> right. I'm telling him about the second line into this song. <laughs> And this girl, man, like, it seemed like she fell in slow motion, kind of, like, because we made eye contact, looking back for what felt like hey, an eternity. As she's going down, she looks at you in terror. Yeah, like, I should have done something. <laughs> but I was so afraid with my guitar that I did the old ole, like, no, nah, I gotta. <laughs> but I didn't, I also didn't know it was going to and as catastrophic as it did with the mic stand breaking. Oh man. So you, yeah, you moved your guitar out of, saved the guitar. (laughs) The show must must go on. (laughs) Hey, people, people fall, but you know, I have to keep playing music. That's a thing. Um, yeah, but she fell and did she, she cracked the tip jar, right? Yeah. Well, she fell and he, it was kind of his fault and he fell on top of her. Oh God. Uh, tip jar broken too. (laughs) Oh my God. Music came to a complete halt because the microphone was on the ground. Oh. And everybody just kind of slowly, like a movie, just slowly looks at the stage. <laughs> yeah. Everyone stops mid-drink, turns. <laughs> Do you need help? And I'm like, oh, no. Like, oh, man. Going to take a little break. That, uh, that, I think that tip jar has been there since Day one of That's Flanagan's, hasn't it? Since I've been there. Since as long like, as I've yeah, known it. So the, sure. the tip jar, for those that haven't been, is a spittoon. A, <laughs> it's not yeah. gold, but it's gold colored. Yeah. Um, really faded, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's definitely seen its days. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, uh, but it's it's been on stage forever, man. As long as I can remember. It was there since day one that I was there. Oh, man. Flanagan's, his, his, he's always had like different knickknacks and things around the pub that have always just like, oh, well, that's, that's always been there. That's been when, like one of the things I remember, this is years ago, I got pissed about, he had this gold pig sitting up in the window. <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever, just this gold pig. And every time we'd come, like all my friends and I at the time, we would rub the pig, you know, <laughs> and, and have a drink, you know. And I was sitting there and I saw these, uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they looked, so this would have been six, seven years ago now. And they were, they looked like a group of ladies that don't get to go out very often because they have young children. And so there's your setting, right? <laughs> and they're sitting by the table and they're playing with the pig, taking photos with it and everything like that and took it. And it hasn't come back yet, uh, and so I haven't seen the pig. I was, I was, I was like pissed. I posted, I posted all this shit online. If you're those bitches that took the pig, you bring it back, man. Uh, Flan- Flanagan has an eye for all this stuff, and uh, we were playing a show one time, like together, and he's like, "Damn it, play a song, Jack. I gotta go get this." <laughs> this souvenir back from these girls and like knew the exact like who took it and where it was and I was like holy cow dude oh man and we were several like we were not sober when right. we saw that he just knows it's, it's happening it's almost like he's up there playing I Spy with himself like, 
wait a minute, where's my, where's the, it was like a bird. I think it was a bird. There's got to be a part of him that just is looking around at everyone going, this is all my shit. (laughs) You all get to be here, but this is mine. (laughs) He's paying attention. Yeah, that's crazy, man. He's his own guard dog, dude. I remember um, when I worked there several times, like he would be at home or be down in Florida and just be on the cameras, just watching like, who's that over there? What are they doing? Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, but he'll text me that too. He's been in Florida for about a month. Is he still down there? He's still down there. He'll be back next weekend now. Oh, um, okay. Okay. But he said, uh, he'll tell me like, Oh, it looks like a pretty good crowd, you know? And I'm like, where is he? Am I going to turn around? And he's going to be standing behind me, just breathing heavily through his mouth. <laughs> Sound pretty good, boy. <laughs> he's yeah. downstairs getting getting the couch all comfy and warm for you to join him later. Oh, God damn it! We're just kidding, Flan. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, there's a. I mean, I think every every musician that's been in the Black Hills, like Flanagan's is one of the most, I would say iconic places to play at. You know, he's, he's always, it's been consistent as long as he opened. For sure. Yeah. Which you can't say about every place. I really love like the intimacy there too, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like it seems like a lot of music lovers go there that, that are want to listen and want to have fun as part of the band or want you know, the music to have fun with you from yeah. my experiences. And uh, yeah, I love playing there. Like you've, you've been, I'm trying to remember how long you've been playing there. I, man, maybe we should start here. So how long have you been playing? I started playing when I was like 16 years old. Okay. So about 15 years now. Okay. Um, you aged yourself. I just want yeah, you to know that. I definitely did. In more ways than one. <laughs> Jack's over 30, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> My liver is 75, though. <laughs> <laughs> Still going strong. It's because of that bush light, man. It just ages yeah, livers man. quicker. I, I say as I'm <laughs> drinking. This probably has more alcohol content than, than that. But yeah, it's probably close, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, beer is beer. Not gonna stop. Why would you stop, man? I'm already mm. seasoned now. It's just part of my routine. Yeah, it's at this point, like it, stopping is detrimental to your health. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like no, your liver's like, what the hell just happened? It's the new water. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in this for me to get rid of. Right? <laughs> your body wants all of this. Man. This is weird. Yeah. Oh man. So 16. Uh, are you are you from the area originally? Yeah. Well, I was born in California, but I I definitely. Grew up most of my life in Sturgis. Okay. Um, I've probably lived in Spearfish for like uh, eight years, maybe altogether now. Okay. So I'm I'm getting I'm I'm kind of growing up here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the little bit of growing up that I'm doing <laughs> is definitely happening in this town. So I would say your twenties and early thirties are are still you're still growing up. I'm <clears throat> I just turned thirty seven a few weeks ago, and like for the first time, I thought, oh, I think. I think I know who Heath is now. I think I've finally got some sense of personhood. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I find myself still trying to find myself. Those are lyrics. But in, in music, you know? Yeah. Like, who is Jack Daniels, the, mus- the musician? Yeah. You know? Like, what do you want to play? And it's so weird for me. Like, for you, like, when somebody asks, like, what's your favorite thing to play? 
like a, when you, when, so my first go-to is, do you mean personally or like my art, the artists that I listen to right. or anything like that? And their, and their go-to from that is like, just whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, well, person, I mean, and for me, like I'm a hundred percent honest and I say this every time it depends on my mood. Yeah. That's, and that's true. And that's how I know that I really love music because like, if I'm pissed off, I want to play something, you know, that's, yeah that says it. And I'm a big, I'm all about lyrics. Yep. To me, Lyrics like are huge. when I listen to music, I want to, I want something that resonates with me, you know, lyrically gets a little bit, like it's telling a story or it's a little bit deeper than just the, yeah. or you can interpret it several different ways. Right. Right. Those are, that's, those, are, know, the those best are my favorite lyrics, man. Yeah, when there's sure. like a double meaning to it, depending on the listener. For sure. Uh, I, I had never noticed that in songs until, uh, don't let me die in California. Oh yeah, with Gus when one of my he talked about yeah. uh, um, the line is uh, I can barely stand tonight. Yeah, and he t- he kind of walked me through how that line came about and just the idea of being too drunk where you can't stand or you're just sick of the evening and you just want it to be done. And right. I, it just poof, I was like, oh, that is I, I, that is cool. <laughs> that is one of my like I love that song. Oh, you know? it's so good, man. And it's uh, so good. It just correlates like like I connect with it because like I've definitely had nights where I can't stand <laughs> right on right. both count, counts like I right. really can't stand and I'm yeah. just tired of it yeah and sometimes I'm tired of not being able to be able to stand you know <laughs> like, right and so you'll hear that song and depending on your mood it takes on a different meaning for you right. in that moment and and being born in California and know like oh, the, sure. the story behind it yeah. And where he was and That's be like right. oh, and have I have all these other memories from that area how long Cal- did you live out there dude like Probably seven or eight years total. Okay, in my life. And so, then you moved out here when, for moved the pan- out here. I because of the pandemic, and, and you just wanted to get away. And- <laughs> yeah, the pandemic, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I moved out here in '96 uh, originally. So okay, I guess I was seven already. So I guess I probably spent like ten years in California. Nine mm. or ten years. <clears throat> wow. Between back and forth. Because I've ended up back there. So you're, you're, but I mean, as far as your life is South Dakota, that's, you, yeah. you graduate in Sturgis? I did. Okay. Yeah, 2008. Okay. Um, got pretty, got pretty hairy for a while. I was like, <laughs> no, man, I wasn't, I wasn't, I know anybody that listens to this that I went to school with would be surprised to hear that I didn't always want to go to school <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't always end up there either. You know? Yeah. But, um, uh, I don't know. Pretty much as soon as I couldn't play football anymore is when I, I stopped caring. About school? Because I, I just didn't have to be eligible to play music. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like you have to have certain grades to play football. And like once that wasn't a thing where I had to worry about, I was just like, oh, then why am I? Like, right. <laughs> what am I learning <laughs> this for? I don't need but this. I had amazing teachers though. They really worked with me. And uh, I talked to them. Like some of them now I still talk to and they're like, dude, you're so respectful. You know, like, especially like, like I would have got my ass whooped if I did some of the stuff kids can do now. Oh, dude, dude, I, I hear some of the stuff and I see some of the stuff and I'm like, yeah. no, there's no way. That's yeah, <laughs> that's a true I, I story. I don't get you it, know? man. I don't get oh. it. I mean, I do get it because I understand. I've been paying attention, so I understand why it is the way it is now. Right, but man, <laughs> there's something about growing up in the era when, I mean, your dad could just whip you. <laughs> You know? There is definitely consequences. Like I feel like I'm a different human being because yeah. of it, a, a better one. For but. sure. Yeah. Like 
people would probably argue with me on that. And my dad was never that type. Like he would, you know, pop us once on the ass and then he'd, you know, when we were little and then he'd, as we were like crying, he would hold us and hug us. And yeah. so like, <laughs> I feel like I needed backtrack too. Like I wasn't beaten as a child. No, neither was I, neither was I. Not by but any means. I, I, I was able to be spanked when I deserved it. Yeah. Right yeah. But it was always, my dad always looked at it as a, as a teaching lesson. Like, and it was always on shit that I deserved. Like I was being a, uh, a, just a little hellraiser to my mom or got caught lying or you oh, know, yeah. something like that. You know, it was never anything that was, um, and, un- un- not worth it, I right. guess. But every time he always, uh, took the time to like give me a lesson afterwards and talk to me about, you know, consequences and things like that. And, you know, there's. I mean, yeah, and then by the time I was, I don't know, nine, eight, maybe, maybe even younger than that, like he just realized, well, the spanking's done, and he's mm-hmm. not—he's old enough now where I can just have this conversation with him. Right. I don't have to, you know, do anything like that. You know, when when you're really little, like you react to you react to pain. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it almost seems backwards now that I'm listening to it. I know as it's coming out of my mouth. I'm like, wait a second! I feel like I need to defend my father. <laughs> yeah. And then you did it, and I was like, oh, let me backtrack too. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Oh. Mm. So you mentioned like moving me, like jokingly, the pandemic brought me from California. Yeah. Do you feel that the pandemic has <laughs> changed the way people socialize? Oh. I mean, not like not only people like are more in their house. Like I don't mean that. I yeah, just yeah. mean like people that are, are out almost forget how to talk to other people <laughs> or I'm, like. I mean, it's definitely different. I don't know if it's permanent. Like I kind of wonder if it's just because of nobody knows how this is all going to land yet. Right. Uh, but I do think, I mean, this past year there's been, like if, if I happen to walk into a store and I, you know, didn't have my mask, which I usually have in my pocket. So it doesn't right. happen that often, but it's happened a few times and they're like, Oh shit. You know, and like I've gotten looks, I've gotten right. some looks or like people avoiding it. But at the same time, like when I wear a mask I get looks from people that right. aren't. You know? Yeah. And I'm not really talking about the mask. I'm oh, just okay, talking okay. about like the, the respect or the manners in which people mm. do something. Like, like give it me seems an example. Like people talk down, like condescending a lot more or like they don't have time for you. Interesting. Dude is from my experience, it's either that or the, like the far extreme where like, they love you, you know, like, can we hug? Is it okay if we hug? And I'm like, so, yeah, you know what? I'm out at the bar right now. Sure. Yeah. Like, I can see that. Like I have, uh, I haven't been doing much. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've been working from home the yeah. whole time and I got a little kid. So and like working from home. Congrats and, on that. Too, thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, my social life just kind of just went, eh, no, I think yeah. I've, uh, probably count on one hand the amount of times this past year that I really just got to sit and hang out with friends. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really low. And, um, so I don't know if I wouldn't, would have even noticed that difference just because I haven't been out. Like I go out to go to the grocery store. Um, the essentials. Yeah. Basically like the, uh, my favorite bar is, is now my couch, you know, yeah. I just like bring it home. And I never really drink at home, dude. I've, I've never yeah. done it. I didn't. It makes me feel, this it level. makes me feel the most guilty. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> and it kind of helped like when I was doing Facebook live shows, when stuff shut down for a couple months, yeah, a month or two yeah. and I wasn't out in public, 
where I was like, I had to drink to kind of calm the nerves to be on sure. Facebook Live. Sure. And then people that are used to seeing me at the bar, they're like, what do you have for a shot? Like, take a shot, you know? <laughs> and that stuff hits so much harder at home because the adrenaline of being in a live, like, setting yeah. wasn't there. So, like... You're just sitting there letting it soak into oh, your dude, bloodstream, it just, man. So it's, oh, and boy, did it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, five songs later, you're like, whoa. Like, I don't, I don't remember what I was doing for a second. <laughs> yeah. What's the next line? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh... And I understand, like I it, mean, if you've noticed it, you know, and I feel like I have, but I've, I'm, I'm definitely more of a, a lover, especially when I'm drinking. Like, yeah, you're I, more, you're very social, you know, when you're out and uh, about. Like I've never really seen you come into a place that I've been at and not gotten to talk to you for a while. You yeah. know, it's not like you're keeping to yourself or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I had to work on that like anxiety and stuff like really oh dude i used to be like i used to i got in trouble in school for like talking to girls like back you know when that was a thing in high school when they used to actually talk to them for now they <laughs> well, just you actually had to talk to them and send them texts <laughs> yeah, exactly and never talk to them in the hallway just pass right. right by them and uh but as far as like just socializing like i was kind of quiet and standoffish and like even sometimes when i play like three four or five shows in a row like days I'll have to like sit and reset kind of hmm. because it's just like you kind of like to me, like, there's like a social battery where I just like shut it's it shuts drained. off, you know, you or I'm like, fill it up. yeah. And I spend those days kind of with my dog or playing video games or sure. something like that to recharge. But, um, but even like those days where I feel like that, I, I find myself happier, especially after the pandemic mm-hmm. and, and quarantine just to be around people sure. and socialize. See, I kind of went the opposite. Really, my whole year has just been me realizing like how much I, I enjoy not being around other people's shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, don't get me. Dude. I mean, and then I'm not. I'm, I'm. I say that in joke because, of course, I love hanging around people and everything like that. But there's been this big part of me that just has recognized. Wow, like I. It was hard for me to just take time to just do nothing and be with just me. Yeah. And that this past year kind of forced that to happen, you know. I mean, because I, I mean, you think of all the all the stuff that sure. I was trying to do, like just you definitely you were an energizer bunny. Yeah, you, you always stole, like, oh, we're stole. gonna do this, and now we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna add all these different things onto my plate. You know, my wife's like super supportive, but at some point, it's like, hey, uh, think I can get a night in, in there, you know? <laughs> but like this yeah. past year, I just realized, man, yeah, why do I feel like I have to do all of this? Yeah, you know, there's a lot I'm missing right here at home. Even if it's just me sitting at home, you know? I've been really um, like more vocal to my friends that I'm hanging out with that feel comfortable to go out. And as well as uh, Alex, my girlfriend, like mm-hmm. making sure that I, with music and playing shows and she's supportive and at all these shows. But sometimes it's like overwhelming, especially when she's sober. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and she's... You know, people are yelling and saying things to me and doing things, <laughs> right. you know. Um, and you're probably not sober because you've had several yeah, shots I'm, I'm thrown not, your yeah, way. I'm not, yeah. yeah, I'm no angel by any means, but yeah, just finding time for everything, you know. Right. So I, I completely understand that relationship aspect, you know. Well, it's just learning that balance. Like even with your in in myself was just like there's all these different things that I want to do as personal goals. Like I want to I want to write a book. I want to. Uh, you know, just 
do a few different things like that. And like, I just kept filling my, my time up with other things, preventing those like lifelong goals. Yeah. You know, and I don't you. know if I ever will, but like, yeah. if I never take the time to do it, I definitely never will. If you make a book, dude, I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know enough about you. I've known you for long enough to where I just want to. I've got a few different ideas. I didn't realize how bad I needed that book in my life until you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few different ideas. I'm debating between like a little, just kind of telling some stories throughout my life of stuff that's happened, and I've versus. Uh, um, some kind of uh, fiction slash nonfiction theological type book, just okay. for my you know history yeah. of being a preacher and that, and I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll just write them both, and one will come first, and the next one will come afterwards. Do but, you find it hard to harder to write a song or book like after being by yourself, or is it easier to like sort through your thoughts um, and more comes to you? Yeah, when I'm by myself, it's definitely easier to write. Really? Like if I'm noodling on something and it's starting to come together and you know like my wife is in the other room and or she's gone or and then she kind of comes home in the middle of it like my whole train of thought just kind of well, I understand. I have to hit pause I understand that part and it's it's uh and it's nothing against I mean it's nothing bad it's just that's just what happens you know what it could be her it could be my kids you know it could be anyone you For know sure. my phone will ring and my my thoughts just go off but uh when I'm by the longer I'm by myself the the more two things will happen. I'll either realize I have a lot of time. So I'll, oh, I, I got like eight hours. I'll, I'll take a few hours and kick on a movie or do something like that. Before yeah. I know it, it's eight hours and I've <laughs> just been binge, binge watching Netflix or I'll just spend that whole time like working and crafting something. You know, it's, it's, there's no in between. It's one or the other, man. Dude, I find myself way more distracted. Like I've had writer's block for so long. Really? where it's driving me crazy. Like, because I feel like there's just so much I need to get out. Yeah. But I just, I don't know how to say it or I don't know like how I want to say it. Sure. And uh, another part too is like my originals. Like I have like five, six songs that I like that I've written where I, they're good enough to where like you've heard them mm -hmm. or I feel like I'll play them in public. Um, But they're just so much deeper and slower than I want them to be. So I find myself trying to like be like, trying, oh, I, I need to find, I need to do something faster. Trying to change them up or try to write something faster. Try to write something oh, faster okay, okay, or like okay. happier. Or like, yeah. So I don't look just like this depressed <laughs> musician, you know, that's writing all these the, deep the, songs. The like. John Moreland of the Black Hills, <laughs> yeah. just super sad. Yeah, bro. But um, what is that line he says? He says, I'm a, I forget what it was, what it is now. It's something about being the uh, really good at, uh, being sad or something like that. Yeah. God, I'm screwing it up. Anyway, go on. But. Yeah, I mean that's all. That's all there was to it. Like, um, a lot of that though. A lot of the songs I wrote were like the anxiety, depression part, you mm -hmm. know. And that's not. But it seems conflicting because that's not what people see when I'm like out. Yeah, but that isn't. I mean, what if let's let's say songwriting is your outlet for those emotions, yeah. so that you don't internalize them. That doesn't become your personality. Like that's right. okay. So all your yeah. songs are. Sad and dealing with anxiety. That doesn't you mean, like, mean you're that person. Like John Mayer hating the stuff he writes. Yeah, you know, there you, know? you go. He just, but he had to get it out. You but know? he's a very good musician. Well, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of take my way through him. <laughs> he's, I'm more an actor that sings songs or something. Yeah, know. you know, we we are we're all a, we all are who we are, which is a really fancy way of saying nothing at all, Jack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I I wouldn't. 
Like, I wouldn't steer clear of that. Like, I think there's value in having that outlet. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I'm trying to steer clear. It's just... Are you trying to, know. like, stretch yourself? Is that what you're saying? Like, I wanna, can I do I something outside, different? Yeah, I want to get okay. outside of my comfort zone. Gotcha. Then, and some of the times I find myself playing faster songs, yeah. they're all about partying, dude. They're like... <laughs> which is crazy, because I, I went to one party all of high school, and it was a senior party, like, before I graduated. Mm-hmm. So I was a junior. Okay. And then I really did I didn't start drinking like until I I didn't even drink at that party. But once I hit 21 and definitely 22, 23 I was just like, okay, this is fun. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And like now it's just I don't know. It's just real more relaxing to drink to, to get on stage. Oh, okay. Cuz okay, okay. nerves are so bad, you know, like Yeah. It takes a lot for me to get up on stage in front of people and be like Hi, my uh, name's Jack. I'm here to yeah. play some music for you. My name, my name's Jeff. <laughs> my name's Jeff. Yeah, dude, that's. But like, it's that's. I don't know if I don't know if that's noticeable. Like, just well, that's because I'm I'm drinking. Well, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I mean, like, especially when you start singing, like your confidence has to build up. It builds up a little bit, but like four I get, to five songs in, you see the crowd getting into it and enjoying it. It's like okay, I get so much crap for this, but my my coping mechanism is I sing everything with my eyes closed. Yeah, I do that too. And so people literally wait by or come tip yeah. me or come <laughs> set a shot down and him. I never see them. I've, uh, I'll open them on occasion, but I, I, I got in trouble once. So do you remember that uh, like Eagle Country did that contest? Did, you probably never listened to Eagle I never listened to Eagle Country, but they, years ago they did this contest um, where you could basically win a label, a record label for a year or something like that. And they needed, they did, they, it's all over the nation and different counties do it and everything like that. Well, McGinnis was a judge at one of them and he asked me if I would just come and play because they didn't have enough entries. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, we just come and play. So we have like six people that can, we can put on an evening with. So I was like, uh, sure. I had no idea what it was. So I bring my guitar and cause I was reading the rules and said, if you play your own instrument and, play your own music like you get extra points i'm like okay you know so i played a few of mine and uh sang all three of them with my eyes closed and that was uh, one of the judges i forget her i forget who she was but that was her she was just she's like you just sang with your eyes closed the whole time like you know you weren't working the crowd i'm like well i was singing the song and like the other but in her defense Everyone else was singing to karaoke music uh, and high-fiving invisible crowds to show how they would work a crowd yeah. if they were like in a crowd with a thousand people. And I thought that was the corniest thing I'd ever seen yeah, in my life. I'm like, well, there's no crowd here, ma'am. That's brutal. Who am I going to, <laughs> yeah. who am I going to hype up? You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, I, uh, anyway, that's, that's my, that's why I sing with my eyes closed. I really enjoy it. How did the, how did McGinnis judge you though? Was uh, it fairly? It, he, you know, <laughs> let's, let's put him on blast. It's <laughs> McGinnis. He, uh, <laughs> he's like, no man, I'm really glad you came. I won that round. Oh, and nice. then I lost the second round, uh, to pop country music. Okay. Uh, that Florida Georgia line was there. Basically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were wearing bedazzled jeans okay. and, and they were girls, what so it, definitely oh. Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> I was going to say, what if it really was? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it was really funny. It, I'll never do it. Never do it again, though. Don't you feel weird being judged for music? A hundred percent. Like at times, like it's weird to be 
paid to do what I love to do. Yep. But that's 150 times better than being judged for what I love to do. <laughs> like, if you don't like what I'm doing, just... Just stop Just listening. Don't, be, don't be there. Or don't know? turn it on. Uh, I think it's human nature though, man. We, we, we judge based on the standards that we see in our life. You know, like yeah. I was, so I did a gig, um, this has been last weekend up at Winterfest in Leed. Yep. And, uh, one of my friends was there and she hollered out, play an original. And <laughs> this drunk dude who must have been in his 60s he's like <laughs> I heard him really, it's like oh god here we go <laughs> he just flat out gets pissed but he was requesting like Blake Shelton shit oh, okay. and I'm like no dude I don't. he's like I don't I don't I don't know a Blake Shelton song let alone be able to play one for you I, I don't know I actually had that I had that requested like a week or two ago and I was like I really don't know any Blake yeah I've really widened my range of country though since yeah. the last time that but they, I, I, I get judged for it all the time at shows because it's like, why don't you play? Oh, you, you know, and it's like, well, because I'm judging their music yeah. <laughs> and I don't like yeah. it, you know? So it's just a cycle, you know? But I really didn't, like, you and Guth Miller really got me into, like, the Red Dirt kind of stuff. Like, you, like, you guys stared me down that road. Like with the, the more songwriter style music like and everything? Like the Chris Stapletons of yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Through Chris Stapleton, I came across Tyler Childers, who I absolutely love mm-hmm. right now, um, and guys like that. You know, Coulter Wall gets requested to me a lot, and I'm like, "Are you listening to my voice? Because that guy <laughs> sings so low." You know, <laughs> dude. I if you have have you played one? I have. Well, Frowline is actually Coulter Wall, and that's Tyler, true. I guess Frowline is. Yeah, but I'm not gonna count that. I'm just gonna say no. I haven't. I'm just gonna say if I could ever hear you play, uh, like the Devil Wears a Suit and Tie. Dude, that guy's kick pedal is like- I would love like, to hear what you would sound <laughs> yeah. like doing that, man. I actually, I really I like this song, man. It's so I, good. I would I would definitely have to skew it a little bit. Did you see the the YouTube video of the uh, vocal instructor that's like all excited? He's never heard him before, right. like the reaction video. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen that one. I saw where he did Shaky Graves. Okay, okay. And he, his mind was blown. Yeah. And, and uh, Alex and I went to Shaky Graves at Red Rocks. Nice. And that dude was like incredible, dude. Like, I it believe was, it. It was, he was another level. Yeah. It was insane. I absolutely Playing believe it. Playing a suitcase drum. It's so crazy. That's Aren't so you crazy. jealous of like- Of talent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like actual talent? I'm so jealous of like these guys that have their look- like even like Chris Husingay, you know, a good friend of ours. Yeah, yeah. Just has this look where he walks into a room and you're like, that guy's somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's dialed in. Right. They, they, I, and I don't. Here's the thing, man. I think Andrew Jant, another one. Like they walk in and you're like, oh, this guy's. A- yeah, but I think those are two different scenarios. So Jant definitely thinks through his his uh, image. Like yeah. he's got it. Like he's like storyboarding it out, right? Like this is this is how I want my set to look at. This yeah. is how I want this to look at. He like He's thinks definitely through every a huge oh, visionary. Yeah. He thinks through it all. And we're I think Chris does the same thing, but I think Chris and I could be completely wrong here, Chris, so if I'm wrong, you feel free to just rip me out online, but I think his is it looks put together because he doesn't try to put it together. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it, I mean it does. Maybe not. It, it, it makes you disagree. sense. I think you disagree. Man, no, it makes <laughs> sense. I'm just saying, like, if he's not trying to put it together and it just goes together that well, like, I'm even more jealous. That I think it's <laughs> just his. I think it's just his beautiful face, man. Yeah, dude, like, he, he kind of just has a like a. 
almost, I don't want to say careless attitude, but a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's he, definitely careless. I don't know if careless is the right word, but he's got you know this I mean. nonchalantness there to go. him that's, that, that's, where he's just like, Hey man, how's I it am, going? I am who I am. Yeah. Man. This is, I'm not here to impress you. And he's had, I've had that conversation with him where he's played songs at shows and people have gotten like pissed. Like, Oh, here we go. You know, right. or something like that. So we've all played those. Yeah. You know? It's funny. People do that, but he does. He's like, he just, he's good, man. Like, I don't know. Like there's yeah. a certain, and I've tried to, put together an image like for my shows and everything that well it's you know and man i don't know like i just kind of wear what i want to wear dude yeah i have boots that i wear and i have jeans and then it's usually some type of shirt like a jean shirt i'm a sucker for shoes dude like oh dude you want to let's talk shoes for a bit man you (laughs) should see my closet it's ridiculous alex needed some shoes for work (laughs) so we we go to rapid and i was like babe like whatever we do, like I don't need shoes. Don't let me buy shoes. <laughs> We're there for like five minutes, and I was like, "Look at these shoes! <laughs> like I'm buying them." You didn't even get through the door, dude. I'm buying, and I bought some like sixty five dollar Nike. Oh my gosh, I I have more shoes than my wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I I definitely have Alex beat too. I think. Yeah. No, I'm not. Like I'm not at, at Jance level. Jan- like yeah. he like goes and finds shoes that. He he buys and if he hangs on to for twenty years are gonna be worth who knows how much like that's just he's like a collector you he know is. even guitars dude yeah he has so many guitars yeah he'll send me pictures of shoes all the all, all the time and like check these ones out and they're these I don't know Nike Monarchs or the Jordans or whatever whatever they are and I'm like yeah those look pretty sweet you know but when he first start like it's funny how he's like taught me about shoes yeah. throughout the years because when he first sent it to me so like, he got you hooked on it oh kind of like he got me to the point where like I'm, I, I'm dangerous with it like I know <laughs> yeah. oh those are cool shoes oh, you know okay, yeah. before I'd have thought no my my dad would wear those you know dude, my, a but good now they're awesome my, good friend of mine Lance dude like we'll go out to drink you know like our thing now is like Sunday we do Sunday fun day which I told him for a while I was like man I play shows Friday Saturday like every weekend basically and I'm not sober at those shows you yeah, know yeah yeah and so three days in a row is like it's rough. It's rough, dude. It gets but rougher every, after thirty five. I just want to point that out. <laughs> every time he's like, "Yo, those shoes are fire, man. Those shoes are dope." Like, and he knows it's man. I'm like, thanks. You know, I yeah. feel like a million dollars after that. <laughs> you know, and then I like get these new shoes. Like, he got me uh, some Nike Monarchs when Lyra was born. When my kid was born, and uh, he came to the hospital and he. he brought me though. He said, you need some dad shoes now, you know? And, uh, it's my third kid, but I'd never had dad shoes right. yet. So he, he, he brought them, he brought them in and, uh, uh, I wore them in the hospital. I wore them home and I try, like I get, they're so white and pretty that I like, I oh, don't lawn mowing shoes. I don't want, <laughs> yes, basically, yeah. but I don't want to ruin them. So they kind of sit in my closet. I wear them around the house every now and then, or I'll throw them on if I'm getting ready to take my family out. And my daughters look at me like, uh, uh-uh, dad, no, you <laughs> yeah. gotta put those back. And I look at them and I just, you don't even know how cool I look right now. Kids. <laughs> That's where you got to go out in the backyard shirtless with these shoes and jean shorts. Some jorts and hey, just wreck it. Hey, hey there, hold there. <laughs> you know? Howdy, Tim. Push my beer gut out as far <laughs> yeah. as I can, yeah. you know? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan of shoes. I, I think I'm, I'm a firm believer shoes make the look, man. 
they 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 do they can change an outfit from scrubs to diamonds. You know, Alex has tried to get me a couple times to like dabble in like the Andrew Janch kind of shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, were they kind of boot shoes? They have more of like a heel on them, but yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking, like yep. nice shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, They're almost like just, Italian. I was like, they're yeah. just not me. Like, yeah. I just can't pull that off. Yeah. People will laugh at me. Do you, so he'll wear, he has those bright yellow ones, like neon yellow ones that he'll wear with just dark jeans and everything like that. Uh, and they just pow, they just <laughs> kind of pop out yeah. at you, you know? Um, and for me, like every time I go to, it's not an outfit because what you're wearing isn't an outfit. We learned that from Jason Isbell. <laughs> but uh, when I go, when I go to put my clothes on, I was like, well, it's got to kind of match a little bit. And like, oh no, these shoes don't go with this outfit, so I won't yeah. wear them. But that's not a thing anymore. I think right. the shoes are the outfit. The rest is just shit you have to wear because you'll go to jail if you go out in just your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm definitely not a. Uh, I try to get outside of my comfort zone with like colors I wear. Like flannels and hoodies and stuff, mm-hmm. but shoes, man. I'm straight like gray or black shoes all yeah. the time, you, just because I can wear them with anything. Where it's I don't like have the to. outline, and it's that's the, probably why my yeah. outfits don't pop, dude. Because every they're like the same shoes, bro. They're black, <laughs> dude. You wore those last weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Dude, can you imagine having like enough money and enough shoes to where you just never have to wear your shoes again? Well, if we'd have bought GameStop stock last oh, week, we dude. would, man. Stonks, jeez. We would we would be sitting here and uh, uh, yeah we could buy we could go out and buy as many shoes as we wanted blew me away I couldn't believe it I that was crazy I watched it I paid attention just because I'm curious you know and I have not a lot but I have some in stocks and that and but I'm watching people that got up to like five hundred six hundred thousand dollars and they're just yeah. letting it drop and like yeah. do you you really think it's going to go back up? My like, problem with GameStop, dude, I, I've held this grudge since I was like 14 years old. <laughs> Where they took like 20 of my favorite games just because I wanted to get a new game and they gave me like $14. Right, maybe. you get nothing back. <laughs> and so even if I saw the number cr- climbing up in stocks, like I just, I couldn't within myself right. <laughs> do it. I couldn't do it. I can man. never own a part of you. Best I can do is 50 cents, guys. <laughs> you know? That's so great. Well, you deserve this. That's so great. You guys created a monster. My brother, when he went to upgrade to, was it the PlayStation 3? He had the one and the two and I think the GameCube. Like He just had a bunch of stuff with games and controllers and he took it in. And I think when he was all said and done, he still still owed like a hundred bucks to buy (laughs) the... Yeah. to three. You and know? that stings, dude. Yeah, it's like, really? I just gave you like three different consoles. I kind of fell into a, a dark hole this year. He <laughs> tossed me one of those? Yep. Yeah. I'm grabbing you one. Sweet. Um, well, I've been busy and like been able to like, you know, get a little money and stuff going. Um, very fortunate. Um, also, like the first stimulus they sent me was kind of bonus to me. Yeah. But uh, I have a good friend, Trevor, that helped me out with uh, my first PC where I'm going to do some recording on mm. from home. A uh, good friend of mine, Leppy, got me a microphone, um, two acts to record, like very nice. You nice. Know? Um, but I'm going to start streaming video games. Really? Where like last year at one point, dude, I, in Madden, I was like number 10 
on Xbox, like in the world. Like I was ranked. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, it was a real thing. And I don't even play Madden anymore. I'm more into like shooters or RPGs because it more storytelling and pass the time. You yeah. Know? Um, I'll always love football though. By the way, side note, like Super Bowl, Chiefs, Bucks. Um, I'm. I think it'd be super cool to see it back to back, man. Okay, 100. I'm, I'm going for Mahomes. Oh yeah, yeah. Just I just. I'm not a fan no, of Tom Brady. Never have been. Got nothing against Brady. He's, he's super he's, talented. Don't like, win another one, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. Come on. Like, especially with his first year, first year with the Bucks, and he takes him yeah. to the Super Bowl. Like, okay, that's that's enough of a legacy. That has he, to sting a little bit too. Oh, that has to. Does that tarnish to Bill Belichick's legacy to you? I don't care enough about Bill Belichick. Okay. Like I'm a Bears fan, dude. So like right. all of my NFL experience is just losing. Well, let's start here. Do you know <laughs> what a Super Bowl is? I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man. McGinnis and, McGinnis and Randy Brown will not like that joke <laughs> either. But the coolest thing, though, is... Andrew, Andy Young, too. The the Everybody talks about the 85 Bears, but the year they won, the day they won was my one-year birthday. So happy oh. birthday to Heath. And nice. I've been... Haven't gotten a birthday gift from him for 36 other years. Like, Dude, I love the... There's two teams in the NFL. Like, I'm a Niner fan. Okay. Two teams in the NFL that, like, classic to me. Because it's the kind of football, like, mm-hmm. the hard nose. But one is Chicago. Yeah. And the other one is Pittsburgh, dude. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Pittsburgh for no reason other than the Steelers are there. Yeah. And they're just a hard nose city. See, I love those old school, like... Gridiron, just grit and dirt football teams. Yeah, that you think been, of the '85 Bears yeah, with that you, defense, or the Steel Curtain with the Steelers. Yeah, like if you can't look at the '70s and '80s, and I can't like see your team from right. then. Like I don't. Right. You're not important. To I mean, me. the Niners did pretty good too, but I mean, a lot, of, a lot of that was that's more '90s. That's true. That's true. And it was, and I, I consider them a gridiron team. At least I, I've considered them a. I'd consider them a classic team. It kind of reminded me though. more of a. Like the the Lake Show, you know, like back when they were like high flying and dazzle and a lot of points and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That when the Niners brought like West Coast offense and had Jerry Rice and Montana, right, right. And they were just putting up points whenever they wanted to, and their defense was good. <laughs> right, but, right. Like looking back, like I was too young to really care about like or to appreciate it. I'll say, yeah, that kind of football and that style. But like I love football enough where I go back and watch all these like. Older ones, greatest of all time, you know Ronnie Lott and yeah. Jerry Rice and Barry Sanders, like Barry who Sanders just doesn't get enough recognition, dude. Dude, the poor Lions, oh, too. God. <laughs> but see, I was when I was growing up, when I was really in that era where like oh, I could pay attention to sports and really get into it and really like it. That was the the Michael Jordan era. So like all my attention went to basketball in those formative years. I would say um, now I could care less i just yeah, I, about basketball. I don't care you know dude i get so i get some some like eyebrows raised when i say i just i'm a huge lebron guy you are yeah like so i mean jordan like drafted in 84 right something like that yeah yeah one in 96 when i was like seven so like in my in my lifetime right. the era like it was kobe shaquille o'neal like tim duncan mm-hmm. and then lebron james who's I think he gets a lot of, he kind of gets that Brady hate where he's like so good that people are like just tired of him. I think that Jordan doesn't get that, but I heard Jordan so much more of an asshole, like 
gambled on stuff and just he thinks yeah, he's the best at everything. I mean, but when you have that much money, like the 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 amount that he gambled really isn't a lot if you really look at it. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I worked in Deadwood for like seven years. And right, right. There's some people where I'm like, where are you from, man? Like, I don't know. Like, I think some of the hate that LeBron gets is not necessarily him. It's more of what the where the NBA is now compared to what where it was in the nineties right. and the eighties and the seventies. You know, like it's a whole different. It is different for sure. Ball, and so is in NFL. I mean, everything has changed. There's all these extra regulations and rules. And, and your quarterback can play till he's forty five. Right. However, like because you can't touch him. Right. How is that possible? Dude, that my mom, shouldn't. You should be. You should. Drop dead at 38. Like Steve, dude, Steve Young and Brett Favre, those guys got the crap beat out oh, of them, Oh, so bad. And they were so tough, you know? Like, that's what made them awesome. Mm-hmm. Like Jim Kelly, or uh, not Jim Kelly, uh, McMahon, your guy's quarterback definitely had a concussion in one of his games oh, and came yeah. back for the Bears. Well, and like, you came think back about, in the game. You like, look at the 70s and 80s, you look at the, the linebackers that they had to go up against. Like, even just with the Bears, like Dick Butkus, oh, yeah. Mike Singletary. It's like, you, you're going up against arguably the top linebackers the, yeah. the NFL has ever seen. And this is For back sure. when you're, the pads were basically, it could be clothesline, basically. underwear, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, you're not really wearing what you're wearing today. So you had to be tough. Yeah, absolutely. But now... I don't know. I think in our lifetime, we're going to see the first plus 50 quarterback. Uh, please don't be Brady. Though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. He already came out and said that he'd, he'd think about playing after the age of 45. And I'm like, holy man, that's great. Like, Why? He wants <laughs> what, what nine Super he, Bowls. What does he know. want? <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, you can walk away from everything right now and you're 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 good. Yeah. I mean his his wife like has made more money in a day than he has in his whole career though too. That's, I mean, yeah, that's true. Which is insane. So I mean I don't know, man. There's I, I don't, don't know. They definitely it's not the it's, money. He just loves the game. Do you think it's the game? It's the game. I think it's the game. I don't know. I think he also wants to be the best of all time, which I think he already is considered by statistically enough. how do you argue with that? Right. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. is he just trying to set the bar so high that it'll take forever for someone to get there? Maybe. <laughs> God, I hope not, man. <laughs> like I'm he, saying this out loud, and I'm like, do I want to drink this beer? Like, <laughs> he's if he if he plays over 50, 45, I don't know how many quarterbacks would do that. Like, I really don't. I don't like, either. you might see like Brett Favre played pretty old. He was he was around forty, but right. Outside of him and Brady, Manning was pretty old. Did he? Oh, that's true. I forgot about forgot about Peyton but, Manning. But and Breeze is pretty old too. I think yeah. Breeze is like 39, 40, 41-ish right now. But do you do you see him going an extra six, seven years? I gotta be honest. Out of all the quarterbacks we mentioned at that age, like he's the one that fell off the least. Yeah. Like Manning, his last year, it didn't seem like he could throw it really. Like <laughs> 30, yeah. 30 yards. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know, man. He's, I mean, he's definitely a competitor. I, I think did, part of the Brady thing too is just they've been the Patriots were caught cheating, right? Like a couple times, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, like so it's, it's just hard. Yeah, it's just, it just I didn't. I mean, here we are sitting at a, at a, at a table just drinking beer, just judging these professional <laughs> athletes. Dude, I love those memes. It goes back to like, judging though, man. That's what everybody does. That's what we do. I saw this meme where there's this guy like, 
250 pounds, like shirtless on this couch. And it's like receiver drops a pass and he's like, I would have caught that. that. (laughs) You know, stuff like that. That's that's how I feel right now. Right. Like I remember playing in high school and it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. Um, And I never dropped a pass. So what the hell, man? How come they're giving you millions of dollars and you never dropped and you're dropping passes left and right, you know? It's, that's what people think, but not, I don't know. It's funny, man. Yeah, we could bitch about this forever. We could. <laughs> but we, it, goes, it, go, it goes back to judging, though. Like, I think, like, what you were talking about yeah. earlier with music, like, it's just, it's in our nature to critique things based on whatever standards we have inside our head of right. where things should be. That's like, fair. I don't think. Like when I look at the NFL, I'm like, how, how did you drop that? Like if we're paying you this much, if you're at this level, you should never drop a pass. Right. Ever. You should never have a fumble. But those should just not exist. But of course they're going to exist because- It's, hum- it's just humans, That's the man. point of the defense is to try to make that happen. So like if that never happens, then you have a shitty defense. We've, you know? kind of, we've gotten to the point in, in music, like Alex and I, like when I'm playing a show and I miss a note, so like, shoot me she notices. She notices because <laughs> she's heard me play him so many times. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> yep. Like the look on my face. She's like, oh yeah, he he knows. <laughs> oh yeah, you forgot um, it. It's crazy though. Like the 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 voice. Like I hate the sound of my voice. Really? Oh yeah. Mm. But it's like a human thing where you hear your voice different. That's true. Like I and a like bunch of friends of were trying to like explain it to me. Yeah. And um. But it makes you feel so good when somebody's like, oh, your voice is so good. You know what I mean? Or Are you like, talking about hearing your voice played back or like as you're talking in either. life? I don't like either. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, actually, what drives me most crazy though is like if somebody records me playing and like plays it back. I, and I think that's going to be mm. a real obstacle to get over recording and especially like mastering or, you know, uh, like yeah, you should get editing. You should find someone to act as a producer so you can take yourself out of that. Yeah. If you, if you have a problem with it's it. It's a real problem. Yeah. Cuz um, you'll judge yourself to oh, to no album at all, man. Dude, yeah, and I I really would. Like I'm definitely my own biggest critic um about a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's this couple, man, they're from like uh Fort Collins or Colorado Springs, somewhere down there. Mhm. And they came back like both Friday, Saturday. I was playing a flans. This was like six, seven months ago ish. I mean, it was, it was before quarantine, I think. It's almost a year, man. We're, we're pro- are South Dakota's quarantine or like? Like down there, I think. Oh, in Colorado. Okay. okay. Um, but they're up here and they're like, oh, we got, you know, a couple places that like you should play. Like, it's awesome. But the guy asked me, he's like, what, is, what do you have, like a six, seven octave range? And I'm like, man, I don't know what that means. Right. But I know Chris Cornell had like a seven or eight octave range. Yeah. He's the reason I started singing. Gotcha. And I was like, I cannot sing him. <laughs> so yeah. I definitely don't have that high of a range, you know? <laughs> oh. I'm rocking like a one or two tops, man. <laughs> like, I think I'm probably like four or five. I've got my zone. And that's like, this is where I'm the best at. That's the thing though, like as you play more, you start to recognize, hey, I'm really good at singing this song. I'm really good at singing this song. This song is a little bit of a stretch. It's hard for me. Like if, and that, and you start to find that out and then you start to build your set around like songs, you know, will bring your best quality to the crowd. Yeah. You know, I find myself, dude, I went 
so far away from that though. Like, so I, I've been playing with like a tablet now on stage with like ultimate guitar, like, and I don't always use it. Like the songs oh, okay. I know I'll play it, but if somebody requests a song that I've heard, like if I've ever heard that song and I'm like, Oh, the, I can do the melody. Yeah. I'm like, I'll play it. And sometimes like, I'd say probably like 60, 70% of the time those end up on my sets like sure. from then on out. Cause I'm like, Oh, that went good. You know, like that, I felt comfortable singing that. Yeah. And I think that's two things. Like one, again, with the comfort zone, I just want to be out of it. Like I'll sing anything. Like I, I want to try it once, you know? Sure. Sure. And two, like the people are actually listening and they're like, Oh, his voice would be good for that's Bob, Bob Seeger. They're paying or attention. His voice will be yeah. good for this credence song or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's always harder for me to sing credence songs because I was like, I've seen, I've seen Dan do it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can't. I'm not Dan. I get requested uh, "Bad Moon Rising" all the time, yeah, or "Low Die," and it's like, <sighs> fine. Yeah, <laughs> I play. I play him after I take a shot. Like, <laughs> but I'm so drum. embarrassed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if Dan walked in here right now, I'd look like an idiot. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so. funny. I will say, man, like he when we saw him at Crow Peak. When I when we yeah. ran into each other, he uh, I gave him a hug. Like went up and saw him. He's like, "Hey, will you sing uh, Tennessee whiskey for me?" Like, oh I get, yeah. He's like, "I get that requested back like in Chicago all the time." And he's like, "Every time I'm like, I wish you could hear my buddy Jack Daniel sing that." And I'm like, <laughs> "Dan, I appreciate your words, man. There's there's no way you said that. And if you did, I'm sorry to anybody that heard me play that." <laughs> Dude, you rock that song though. Dude, I and I I mean the best I've heard a, around here anyway. And that means a lot, but like Chris Stapleton's another level. Well, dude. I mean, yeah. I've get, that's it's, why he's at that level. Oh, dude. But like But he wasn't for so long. He's just a songwriter. I think he was and he just Oh, he was in the uh the he, Steel Drivers, right? Is that the name? He was in the Steel Drivers. He was also in the Johnson Brothers before before or after them. I can't remember now. But they're more of a rock rocking band. Yeah, Guth, you, Guth yeah. is the one that showed me the Steel Drivers too. Yeah, check out the Johnson Brothers. They got some okay, um, some pretty naughty songs <laughs> yeah. that they sing. Like one of the songs is like "Won't You Ride My Rocket." And it's just them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's full on rock. You can tell it's just a group of buddies having fun, right? Writing some rock fun songs. You yeah, know? but uh, um, I think he could always sing and do that. I think he just was making a living as songwriting and hadn't, I don't know. I don't that's know. That's killer. I mean, that's like it, from, the, from I, the outside perspective, it looks like he just decided one day, like I'm going to start owning these. And he just did. He, he's just overnight. Dude, man. He's just like oozing with talent. Though. <laughs> it's so good. Like he writes an amazing song and then he sings it. Like, have you seen him live? I have. Oh gosh. Saw him, yeah. in uh, Montana. Nice. I saw him down in Nebraska. My wife took me and she's, she's seen him twice. Um, she saw him when him and his wife and his two other guys in his band, they opened for Eric church when they came oh, to nice. rapid. Oh, I think Guth and Lydia, had, they were, were there at, too. Okay. And all three of them told me, they're like, I don't even know why Eric came out. Like it, it was just, how do you top that? I think when I, <laughs> so when I saw him in Montana, he had just had his twins. Okay. Okay. So she wasn't there, but he was still just unbelievable, dude. Like, oh man! So his, I love when when I saw him. His wife was there. It was him, the drummer, and the bassist, and he also was playing the guitar and that. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, most people would think he needs more people in his band. 
Like he doesn't have a lead guitarist. He right. doesn't have that. But then when he needs to go lead, he just switches to lead he and the does. bass and the drum just <laughs> yeah. do what they're doing and it works. Yeah. But I think part of it too is his voice alone is a whole other instrument that no it other is. band has. Like it's, it's so ridiculous, yeah. man. It is absolutely ridiculous. And like watching it live was like, yep, none of this, none of that on the album was overproduced. Like it's all him, man. <laughs> it's, all it's, him. it's unbelievable. He's so yeah. good. Um, and then he has he has Jack Daniels playing his songs up here and doing it the best the Hills has ever heard. So <laughs> I don't know, man. Works, I don't know man. about that. Mm. Um, I I love like I love shows like that where you go to like these big shows and they just stick with you. Where you're like, oh, it, it, yeah, these guys did all of that. Another one that I know is the Avit Brothers. Yeah, I saw Dude, them. Unbelievable. Unreal. I saw them twice, and it's so raw and like you know, like it's them. Yep. It's not over edited. It's not overproduced. Yeah. And you're They're like, just that talented. Cow, dude. Yeah. Like, I saw that. Shaky at- Graves was another one. Actually, most of Shaky Graves, it was just him with his drum. No, that's awesome. And a couple times he had his band came out. Mm-hmm. And when the band came out, dude, it was like almost one of those things where you're like, no, <laughs> stop. This guy's in a groove right now. Just Go back. <laughs> And they're amazing. Just be groupies. But it was, dude, it was incredible. Such That's a awesome. full sound, just him. And I'm like, how? Uh, John Moreland does that. He came out on stage. I saw him open for Jason Isbell in Sioux Falls years ago. And it was just him and a stool with his acoustic guitar. I love those And shows, that man. entire um, auditorium, it was just like, it was booming. It's like, this is, I can't believe that one person is yeah. putting out this full and round of a sound. That's one of the greatest compliments too as a musician to me. Like when you set like when you play like a solo show, mm-hmm. people see you set up and they're like, dude, it's just you in this ta- this tower. <laughs> right. They're like, you sound great, man. Like yeah. holy cow. Like and then there's been times where I play where I open for a band and I have like full production behind me. And I'm like <laughs> like I have to sing so less hard. Right. And it's just like the yeah. reverb and the chorus, and I'm just like, holy cow, dude! Yeah, like, back like I up want, a bit. I want that with a band. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Where, where every note that I mess up on my guitar isn't on me. Like, <laughs> just haunting. let me, just let me sing, man. <laughs> I just want to sing. I just want to stand up there. You guys do the guitar. You guys do the music and everything. Dude, playing with uh, Roulette Logic with Goth and Ben. Yeah, like, that was, was, a, two, was a good several years, man. Dude, I learned so much. I believe it. And uh, Flanagan too, like stopped me a lot, like harmony yeah, and that kind of stuff where it's just like, I didn't know, like, I still don't know. I'm not even going to sit here and talk musical lingo because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know what chorus and reverb are because I have to set those up when I play a show, you know, <laughs> but as far as like how many octaves or, yeah. or uh, playing solos, like to know like, uh, oh, it's in the key of, I'll tell you the key. Cause that's pretty easy. I'll right. tell you the key about sixty percent of the time, though. Right. And I'm like, no, dude, I don't want the leads. Like, I don't know where I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what note I'm singing. I just, it's just, to me, it's something I just feel. Sure. And I, I feel like that's one thing that's like been easier for me to do covers than writing because I don't know a lot about theory, so it's harder for me to find what hmm. I want to do. It's to like harmonize with the melody or to do a melody to a chord progression. It's way harder for me to find. Cause like I've played so many covers that I just like, 
I'm like, oh, that's this song. Yeah. Like I was telling you before makes, we set up. Yeah, I get that. There's a certain level of it where there's a reason. I mean, theory gives you all the tools in the toolbox, right? Right. And uh, as much as you can gain inspiration from listening to music and learning to play that yourself, like if you if you don't have all the tools, and I'm guilty of it too. Like I don't know music theory, you know. At I would all. say I have zero tools. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The only tool I have is my guitar, man. <laughs> like there's a certain part of me that I'll just needle on my guitar enough to where like, I'll eventually like find something that I like, and then I'll try to put melodies to it. But my melodies usually follow the rhythm of the guitar, and excuse me, and learning how to contrast those where the guitar is doing one thing and the melody is doing something else and right. it works is uh, it's a whole other monster that I, I don't have right now. There's a lot of musicians in the hill, hills that are like very good at it though, you know? Oh yeah. Like close friends of ours and stuff where it's like, like I, so I went out to, I was in California. I played a uh, open mic, it was Sacramento and you got two songs cause there's so many people there. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't have, I think I had like one original at the time, maybe two. Was it Caroline? I, Car- Caroline was one of them. God, I love that song um, so much. But I didn't play that the first time. The first time I played, I played uh, Led Zeppelin going to California and I played uh, Four Non Blondes, What's Up? Okay. Cause I was just like, oh, I wanna get my foot in the door yeah. and try. Yeah. And it was before like Roulette Logic. It was like before I really, like I've kind of really, come to find my voice over the last several years, like mm-hmm. since then, where I learned all these new things from, you know, the Guth Millers, you, McGinnis, and, and well, Flanagan. Basically Guth Miller, if you learned from me, because everything <laughs> I learned, I learned from yeah. him, so. The Jedi Master. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm afraid you got the copy, like the copy of the copy, like you yeah. got the shitty version if you learned anything from hey, me. That was way more than I knew. <laughs> um, and so, and but like the first time she's like, where are you from? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, South Dakota. And she offered me this, uh, like a showcase basically where I just played for like half hour, an hour or whatever. And it was paid. This was where again? Sacramento, okay. California. Okay. But it was, so it was before, like you kicked off the open mics, like when you had this showcase. Oh, sure. Yeah. But you got paid for it. Nice. And um, long story short, like I moved back here because I knew, I went back to Deadwood. Cause I was like, oh, I know I can make money there. Cause yeah. it's, it's, that was a good time to make money. in. Well, man. and it's, it's tough out in California, you know, like no. so many people. Yeah. Um, and I didn't play music much out there. Actually, I never played a live show out there. Um, but I came back and I just, that gave me confidence to be around that many people mm-hmm. and her to be like, where are you from? Yeah. Then I came back here to the black Hills and I was like, these musicians are so talented, dude. Like, Anybody from here that went out there, like I feel is good enough to where that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Sure. And it just happened that in a time in my life where I needed to hear that, to light that fire kind of musically under me, I heard it and I came back and like been playing ever since, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, it meant a lot like to hear that, but like out here, like there's so many talented musicians and like so many good friends and good people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so such a variety yeah. Like the other day, uh, a week or two ago, Nevada Ellison from Camp Comfort, mm-hmm. he was at the pub, dude, and he got up and played his set of like all originals, dude. And he can pop out an original, like, and it sounds great, like so quick, dude, because yeah. he just has all these. 
but like total different style than like yeah. you, me, or McGinnis, like Hughes and Gay, yeah. Jant. But it's like, it's all so different. Yeah. Like, and I, I love it, dude. The variety is nice. The it's, Bills Brothers, like, yeah. Oh, God. Devin yeah. Sance is. Even, he's really coming along, dude, dude. It's great. His stuff lately. Dude, I'm, I'm pumped to see his music video. Ooh, me too, dude. Like, I, I actually finally got to meet Destin. I have, I haven't met him yet, dude. I've I finally got seen to meet his him. work all over the place, and that's what I told him. I was like, dude, you kick ass, like, uh, and you've been so you're good. busy, dude. Like, you're doing yeah. stuff all the time for, like, I see him. His name constantly, yeah, dude. Constantly, he is getting it, dude. He's, I'm, ex- I'm excited though. Like, he should. I should talk to him on the show. That'd be a lot of fun. Like actually. Oh dude. Yeah. He's, he's so cool. He was cool. Like, um, like actually thanked me. He's like, I was like, dude, you're busy. Like you're everywhere. Like I love your work. Yeah. And he was like, so genuine. Like, Oh, thank you. Like, yeah, that's cool. And he didn't know me from anybody, you know, like we had just met. Yeah. But I was like, I had to tell him, I was like, dude, you are, you're being noticed. Like your work is phenomenal. Yeah. And he, he's working with like a lot of musicians that are deserving, you know, like, right. And, and he's doing snowboarding videos. Like I just mean, I'm, I'm talking like our circle or circle people. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to me how many there are. Like when, when the songwriters group started, I think I knew like a dozen, maybe 18 at the high end, you know, and now it's, I, I was counting the names of people I've yeah. met throughout the years and have done stuff for the group. And like, dude, it's over 80 of different people, it's a lot, dude. which, it's- which if you're talking about a t- places like California or Nashville or Portland, whatever, wherever you're at, like that doesn't seem like a lot, but there's way more than that around the Hills. That's just the few that I've been able to count just in the stuff that I've been doing and putting out here you know for sure yeah so it's just insane it's like there's talent is everywhere it is man and it's easy to get overlooked because of where it's located that people just oh no one goes to south dakota for music well you probably should you know (laughs) for sure like it's it's unbelievable like and it's i love playing like i want to play every weekend like don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong but it's it sucks not being able to see other people play. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because you're all working at the same time. Yeah. Or usually, you know. It's, it's, that's the, Especially right now with the limited the game, amount man. of players that are, or places that are having live music. Mm-hmm. So it's even harder. Like, yeah. It's been, well, I think that's, part of it is we only have music on the weekends up here. Like we don't True. do it. Daily. It's hard. It's so. It's an, which I I get and I totally understand. Like where we where we're located at, music is not the. It's not a. Uh, it's not the cash cow of our culture, you yeah. know. So it's it's a almost an amenity that happens on special days, you know. But I almost wonder, like, if it was every day of the week, because no, I I don't know who would want to play every day of the week. I mean, I'll like do that. It. I mean, of course, just, you know, okay, we would okay. do it for a while, but every now and then it'd be like, ah, maybe, or we just like rotate, you know? Right. And so we just, we see each other and like our days off, hey, we're going, you know, there's three people in town. I'm going to go catch 30 minutes of each other's set. Something like that. That'd sure. be super cool. But that's never going to happen up here. At least not in anytime soon. It certainly could. Right. You know, if, uh, I used to have a goal of making uh, the Black Hills like the, a music city in the northern Midwestern area, and 
maybe it's still a goal. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I think it could be. And if it does, and I think you have to, you know, you look at tourism, you look at all the different other things that can benefit from it. And right. It would be awesome, you know? Yeah, like right now, like it's almost like, uh, I don't know what to compare it to, but like once a year for me, the rally, you know, I'm playing yeah. seven days in a row, yeah. whatever. And it's like, I look forward to that though. Like yeah. there's so many more people, you know, and like, I just love the connecting with people. Like mm-hmm. I'm the musician that like, I'll drink, you're going to send me shots on stage. Like, great. But after I'm coming to talk to you, like, sure. Yeah. Like, I want to socialize with you. Like I, I want you to know that I appreciate yeah. your request and you listening and your, you know, applause. Right. And it always kind of bothered me just the people are like, see ya. <laughs> like, you know, but for a different reason, like if, right. if, if you, if socially is not your thing, like I understand that way more than being like, Oh, I'm too good to, do you think that happens? Like, would you, do you think you would still think that and say that 20 years later? Like, like when you get older, after like you've wanting seen- to sit down and interact with everyone that's at your show or that gives you a shot or something like that, or to be like, Oh my God. Okay. I just want to go home and sleep. Or I think it, I think it's different on the person. Like for me, like I don't see me ever getting tired of doing what I do. Yeah. And that's part of what I do. Um, but I could see it. I could see it getting old after a week where you're like, no, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Cause <laughs> I, I've met some strange people, man. Yeah. Like, well, where, yeah it's as a happen. musician where they're like, that's going to hey, happen. You're great. What are you doing later? And I'm like, oh. mm, not and, you. You're not my type, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> buddy. Yeah. Norwegian <laughs> sweaters. <laughs> Couple of strange looking fellas indeed. Yeah. Man, oh, but Dan. It's just, yeah. I don't know, man. For me, I like it. Um, there's a like I never thought I'd be doing I would be playing music as a I mean I did it as a living I bartended a few shifts a week but I did it as a living for three years raising two kids you I'm know? coming up I'm coming up on three now and now I'm yeah I'm looking at geez I'm looking at a decade I think just under a decade but it's it's one of those things where it's like it kind of fell into my lap at a time that I, one, needed some social aspects to my life because I didn't know a lot of people, and two, needed money. Right. And it just kind of stuck where I was like, hey, I'm not that bad, you know? Yeah. And then oh, now, sure. 10 years later, it's like, okay, yeah, if you hire. You know, if you hire anyone that's done something for a decade, they're going to have some quality to them because they've learned a lot and they've had a lot of really bad shows to learn from to like, hey, don't do that again. I've had those shows. Well, I mean, sometimes it's out of your control where there's like two people. That's right. There's two people and you could just like in the background and you're like, oh no, Uh, what am I going to do next? Great. (laughs) It's so hard to do to speed up those shows. Like, Do you write a set list out? I don't at all. Okay, I used to. I like I to play. The, I just like to play the room. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. W- what's crazy is like last week, dude. Uh, I'm playing Friday, and I like I get in there and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want to play, you know. And I kind of look through like um, tablet of like a bunch of songs I've saved, and I come across uh, live lightning crashes. Okay. And I was like, I'm gonna play this, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's two guys there. Where that's their favorite band 
And I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that was their favorite band. Nice. And then, so it was like the perfect icebreaker and it felt really good to sing. Like, yeah. it was one of those songs where you sang and you're like, ooh, like I think that went pretty good. You I know? nailed it. And then they bring up, they just bring up like, we all take a shot of Rumplemints like immediately. Because you know? <laughs> they ask the bartender like, what is he drinking? And they bring it up and I was like, oh, it'll be a good time. You know? Yeah. But I love that. Like, reward you know of playing a crowd and they like it yeah or if you're if you know you're on the wrong track and you're like oh maybe this right and then but it brings them alive and you see that point where they like start turning around and reacting yeah i love that yeah i kind of got to this point um like i have 10 songs that i usually will kind of play initially and it's a pretty broad spread and I kind of will pay attention to where the crowd goes and that kind of yeah. steers the rest of my night. Like, okay. oh, okay, they, they really like 90s country or, yeah. oh, no, they really like Chris Stapleton nice. or they, you know, um, uh, they really like the upbeat stuff or whatever it is, you know. And and uh, the one time in my life where it's like, oh, they really like original music, you know. <laughs> what do you do? Like, <laughs> steer me in the direction. My hardest thing is play something we want to dance to. Oh God! As a solo musician, I'm like, uh. I always go to bluegrass sounding tunes, and you have a way you have a way broader library with that. Than but I like, do, I mean, you think about it. You play uh, wagon wheel. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't play that anymore. Um, I a few years back, I started telling people like twenty bucks. And they give me this look. I'm like, it doesn't have to all be from you. Go around, collect, yeah. you know, welcome to church. And uh, and now it's 50. I'm like, I just, I don't want to play it, you know. I don't, oh man. But I get it. I usually get it. Flan like if someone I, drops really? it in, I'm like, okay, go. Flynn and I will bust out anything, dude. Yeah. Like this one time we asked this table and the guy, the guy was trying to pick up this girl. And I felt like he was annoyed that we asked like what they wanted to hear or something. We were just trying to involve him. This guy's like, Hit me, baby, one more time. And Flynn and I just looked at each other and we're like, "Yep." <laughs> pull it up on the pull it up on the tablet, dude. Because we're, doing, we're doing it. Oh, and don't get me wrong, it's a train wreck. But well, we're like, you, it's what he gets, you man. Did it. It's what he gets. No, um, yeah. I mean, most of the time when when I when people say that to me, like, play something we can dance to, you know, it's I just assume it's something upbeat. Skinnered. Oh God, I don't, I don't play any Skinner. I got, uh, what did I get asked to play the other day? Um, God, I can't remember. The nice thing for me is like, I'll, I play a lot of John Prine. I learned to. Yeah. It's one, they're easy to learn and they're great songs. And like my crowd that I play to most time is, is, is older. So they grew up with, with Prine, you know? And, and I love that because like, when I walk into a place and I see it's a younger crowd, I'm like, well, I'm going to be background music, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, man, but then when yeah. I walk in and it's, it's an older crowd sitting down, hanging down, I'm like they probably think I'm going to suck. And then I start playing songs that they then like, Oh, and they start yeah. getting into it, you know? And that's, but that's kind of, that's part of doing it. As long as I have, you start to learn your crowd. For sure. Like, this is, this is who my, my niche is for, you know? And, and uh, as much as people, I think starting out, they have these visions of just like rocking crowd and being this cool, young, hip, you know, 
following and blah, blah, blah. It's like, as you get older and you realize like there's a certain level of people that appreciate quality music and they're usually not college kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? I mean, that, that's true, dude. And like this last Saturday though, it was like super young crowd, a lot of college kids. But through coronavirus and quarantine, like I really tried to like reinvent what I was doing because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to know enough songs to hit every crowd, you know? Nice. And so I, pl- I pulled out some Weekend and I pulled out some uh, Tones and I, which is like way more techno. Like, you don't know <laughs> what's in store. <laughs> just play like all kinds of stuff, dude. And like yeah. for a while, like people were like jumping and dancing where you could like feel the floor. And I'm like, holy crap. Nice. It's fun, man. That's um, cool. I just, I just got old man syndrome, man. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Turn into, you did quarantine and turn into a caveman. You're like, oh. well, that's the thing. Like, I didn't really do live shows all through quarantine online. Like yeah. a lot of people, a lot. I mean, do you remember the Facebook feed just flooded? Yeah, and I was one of them. Yeah, well, yeah, but like <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people, it worked. Yours was one I would say worked. McGinnis's is one that I that I would say worked. Like the the views that you guys were getting was was awesome. Like I think I threw on randomly once, and I had seven people, which is pretty typical for me when I try to do anything online. <laughs> but uh, did you, did, did that experience, would you say it was, was it well worth it? Like, do you feel there was value in? Absolutely. Really? Uh, okay. I still, so I still go live sometimes. Okay. Because there's a lot of very close friends of mine, uh, Darlene, Michelle, Tom, um, Alan, that would come see me like every time I played, like mm-hmm. anywhere in Spearfish, they'd come see me. And they're, uh, they're not comfortable being out yet, you know? Sure. So sure. like, and she, they reach out to me, like message me, like, how am I doing and stuff? And so like when I go live, it's usually pretty, and I've got a lot of family in California too. So mm-hmm. like way to connect, but like I'll play their favorites, like songs I know that they like. Um. So to me, yeah, worth it. Like a hundred percent, you know, it was never really about, Really playing money or playing shows was never about money to me anyways. Like yeah, I yeah, love yeah. to do it. It just happens to be my job. And right. I've gotten a little better about like making sure I'm paid, you know, but I still hate to talk the prices kind of it's thing. It's so annoying. It's part of it. I need to. I mean, you got to get good at I'd it. I'd almost rather hire somebody else to do that too, but I don't make enough to hire somebody to, to talk about what I'm making yet. But Did I ever tell you, you know, Max Hey. Oh yeah. So he was, when I started, he, his advice to me on the money thing was probably what kept me in it because at the time I was, I didn't know what to ask for. I mean, yeah. someone to say, you know, Oh, a couple hundred bucks. And I'm like, Oh sweet. You know, right. like, that's yeah. awesome. You know? And, but he told me, he said, when I, he said, when he goes out and plays, um, he says, I, I say, well, I usually get 300 a night or whatever his price was at the time. He says, but you know, at the end of the night, if the crowd's, you know, not, um, where you thought it would be, I'll take whatever's fair. And he said, he said, I've never not gotten what I've asked for. He's like, because either the owner writes, has already written the check and left and they don't stay till two, you know, right. or whatever, midnight or whatever the case may be. Or he said, I think he's, there's probably been one time where they kind of had to renegotiate at the end because right. just the crowd didn't show up, you know, right. he said, and it was a bad night anyway. The weather was bad. It and happens, all of that. So sure. it happens. But he said, and that has been 
a lot of for a lot of places and he used to travel and, and live in his van and just play music and everything like that so for him that was what got him in the door for a lot of places was they he's he's a fair guy you know he's, sure. he's gonna he he usually gets this so he let them know this is my average price and but you know i'll if the night doesn't warrant that let's talk you know and that i started saying that and when i started and it it changed the game for me and then that slowly morphed into just recognizing like if you set a price most people will say okay like yeah. okay you know definitely hard like oh, right hard. right now too like yeah. for sure like i'm not yeah i'm not changing anything but it's like and honestly like i've been again being a people person mm-hmm. and doing it for like the crowd and stuff yeah it's been a godsend to me cuz like there's been some really good tipping nights, man. Like, yeah, really good to where like I'll make more than like the men, the venue paid, right? And tips where I'm like, whole like how, you know? So I, I walk away making twice as much, and I'm still not sober because they bought drinks and stuff too. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And it's like, dude, right. this isn't like. Well, there's a certain level too where it's just wrecking like where we're at in the history history of the world right now. Like, there's a like I'm definitely not pushing for what I was getting pre-pandemic for you know sure. i'm just yeah. like hey you know what what can you give you know like i'm not i usually start that. off with a what's fair right <laughs> instead what of that well, i usually fair. get this but but at the same time like i would agree with you the tips have been beyond insane Dude. like i've never walked away from a gig all last summer when i was playing at the bodega um even even uh was it was it last weekend a couple weekends ago i can't remember now but um I didn't never walked away with less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. Some of it was 200 bucks. Yeah, and I'm dude, like, it's crazy. What? This is not, I mean, and, and I'm used to like, Oh, I got $4. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's been times where I just like, I'm giving this to the bartenders, you know? Right. Like, right. Yeah. I'm not taking this home with me, but I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I think, I think people are appreciative. I think people also recognize like for musicians and artists and the, non-essential quote crowd right uh, thinking art isn't essential is i think a philosophical problem but I felt, I, we could argue yeah, about that i definitely <laughs> felt guilty like posting that i was playing shows yeah I, did you get shit for any of that yeah for, did you really yeah yeah and it, i mean it is what it is like um yeah but that is my livelihood i mean that's what i'm doing yeah and i'm not making anybody come see me you know i'm right. saying oh this right. is where i'm at like right yeah, I, I kind of. Yeah, I, I mean, it happened. Um, I thought through that a lot, and I, like, I, I definitely see both sides of the argument, and but I'm, I lean towards. I, uh, I mean, I always have. I've always leaned toward the sides of you're a grown ass person. If do what you want, you know. If you want to go out, go out. If you don't, don't. But if someone else does, so. Like, let them do it. (laughs) What is it affecting you? Dude, I've noticed like a lot of tourists, like people that aren't from here, Mm -hmm. like coming for music too, where they're like, oh, we can't have music down there. Treating us very well as musicians or me, you know, personally, I can only speak for, but um, I definitely got hell for it, but it's it's not the first time I pissed anybody off either, you know? (laughs) Um, And I did, I ended up getting, I caught Corona, like Alex and I, Bunch of a bunch of us did um, around Halloween weekend. I still don't really have my sense of smell back. Really? 
I'd say it's like 95% still not here. Sometimes I'll get like a whiff of something and be mm-hmm. like, oh, I smelled that, you know, but yeah. I still don't have it. And it took me a while to build back up like falsetto for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, holding, like sustaining a note, like lung capacity. Like it was no joke, dude. I Like my kidneys hurt, like my body aches. Like it was, it was it's, rough. I've heard it's brutal. It yeah. was rough, but like as soon as I got over it, like I waited like an extra week, you know, and I was like, Okay, like they gave me two weeks. I was gone for like a month. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to play, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. But I, it's your personal choice, dude. Yeah. Like we're not shut down. We're not, they're not telling us. Right. Like they're basically saying like, if you're re- requiring a mask, then, you know, I wear my mask all the time. Yeah. You know, in yeah. a building. I respect everybody's opinion. I I, anybody a, that's not safe, like I'd rather you stay if you don't feel safe. I'd rather you stay home, and yeah. that's why I'm still doing Facebook Lives periodically. Like, I adapt. Like I adapt to the place. Like if, like I said, I keep a mask with me all the time, and I'll usually throw it on. Um, like if I'm going through the grocery store or something like that, you know. And I, I'll pretty much always when I'm in the grocery store. I guess yeah. I should say like there's like if I'm running into the gas station, I sometimes I I won't. I'll accidentally leave it in my car or I'll, like just. I'm just running quick and I get it like well that's that's when yeah yeah everything happened but at the same time like if you know anything about viruses man like those masks aren't gonna do they're they're basically for show you know I mean there's a there's probably an argument to be made that they help a little bit and we don't really need to get into it and everything like that but Viruses are tiny, man. Yeah. There's, you know, you're you're really pretty Lululemon mask ain't doing sure. shit. You know, really, I just I've found that if I drink enough Rumple Mints with all the alcohol in it, I just feel safer. You know. Oh yeah, alcohol is gonna <laughs> yeah. take care of it's it. You know? kill Plus, it. you just yeah. don't really care about it as much because yeah. you're drunk. I'm kidding. But Everybody listening, t- I, I don't like, mean to make a joke. It's no, a joke. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I feel like I gotta clear People that. People have to be able to take jokes. I mean, come on. We're not we're not there yet, right? As a society, we can Dude, still joke about things. It, I mean, it is serious, but it definitely is. But it, that's there's been other things that are joked about. <laughs> Dude, how many people do I know that deal with serious things through comedy? So many. Like that's not Dude, a bad thing. I've been that's on a huge how they deal with it. Been on a huge <laughs> comedy cake. Too. Yeah. Uh, came across, I didn't know it was a podcast, Tom Segura. I love Tom Segura. And Burt Kreischer of the podcast together called Two Bears, One Cave. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. You like it? Okay. Oh, it's so funny. I, I listened to one or two episodes and I love Tom Segura. I love Burt Kreischer also. Burt Kreischer can be too much sometimes. Oh, he's, he, <laughs> he's uh, just over. He's loud. Did you watch his, uh, um, I think it's called A Cabin on Netflix? He just <laughs> went out know. to a cabin for like a week. And he was supposed to get away and relax and he ended up filming a whole show and he told his wife, but he like had a bunch of other comedians show up. Joey Diaz showed up. I think Tom Segura showed up and everything like that. <laughs> I haven't seen it. And, uh, but he had a, just all this stuff happen and it's funny, but like there's a few of it where I'm like, man, this is really like, did he try to make this awkward on purpose? Cause it's really awkward. Like he, he brought, he brought, um, Caitlyn Jenner there. And he definitely did some of that stuff on purpose. He had to have. I mean, but like one of the cool things was like he, 
they he bought an emu uh, to cook. Like he was dead, you know. He brought it to cook, and but then he was going to butcher it himself, but it was all still in his feathers, and like he obviously couldn't do it. <laughs> so then they bring a butcher in later on. And butcher's like, "You fucked this up, man! <laughs> you totally ruined it." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and that I mean, I guess when I say comedy, like I, I listen to stand up all the time, but like you just made it and. You make a joke about something that's serious. I mean, serious. personally, I know so yeah. many people that are like, I, I make jokes about traumatic moments in my life all the time, you know? And it's part of it is coping. Part of it is, you know, sidestepping. It just depends on the moment, you know? I make jokes at shows when it's slow. Yeah. Or like people aren't paying attention. I was like, anybody here like, Tyler Childers and two people are like, "Woo!" And it's like this song's for both of you, <laughs> just stuff like that, you <laughs> right? Know? But it's really t- taken away from the pain because that that my, hurt. My favorite <laughs> is when I get done playing a song that I I enjoyed or really liked, and then no one claps, and then like ten seconds later, someone in the background will do that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, hey, I'll take claps. I don't care how late they come. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So I mean, you gotta you gotta do that a little bit, but I. I don't know, man. And the other side of that whole, you know, mask and COVID thing is I'm, I'm not experienced. I'm, I don't, I mean, we can, only, li- we can only listen by, by who we're, what we're told, For sure. you know, and we've been told a bunch of different things, not only from the authorities. I mean, I don't listen to the media at all anymore. I don't pay attention I to news or anything like that. But like, even you think about the CDC and who and everything that, like, we've heard multiple different things from them, and it's just sure. like, okay, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I, 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 you don't you don't need masks? Well, you do need masks. Well, these masks aren't going to work. You you are going to need these masks, and then you just, there's just all this confusion about it. Where like for me, how I cope with that when I don't know is just common sense. For sure, you know, like okay. It makes sense to me if I'm in a giant crowd, masks probably do something. Right. You know, maybe. I'm not going to drink after anybody, stuff like that. But I don't, and again, even if it doesn't, like, I don't know enough to say that. So it's like, I'll I'll throw it on. I don't care. I don't care. Dude, I'm I'm so open minded. I'll go by like any any rule. If I have to wear my mask, yeah. Fogs up my glasses, but I'm going to do it. Totally fogs up the glasses. I bought some anti fog stuff that it worked one time. Does it? You have to no, like do no, it daily. I must have yeah. to. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Like, I don't. It it doesn't affect my life enough to put a mask on. I'm not going to get pissed about it. Right. And at the same time, like, if someone doesn't wear a mask, I'm not going to get pissed at them. Right. Like, I'm not you, and you're not me. You know, when did that stop being the thing? I, I don't know. know. I don't know. And I've had talks with lots of people about it, and everyone is like. I think if you keep respect for the other person in mind, I think you're able to get to some commonality of I think that's humanity. A, I you think know? that's the biggest thing. And biggest thing that 2020 to, like taught me at all was just respect. Because you got you got all the other stuff with the riots. Yeah, just respect people, and like like that shouldn't have to be said. You know what I mean? It's crazy that it does, though, man. That's just where we're at. You know? I don't know. I. You ever seen that uh, the little baby that's like running down the hallway and then runs away? Like the meme. I love that meme so much. So like when when people start talking politics and that stuff, like I'm that little baby dude. Where I'm like, oh, 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 I'm, no. out. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I I so enjoy me, the I enjoy those conversations. Um, but I was talking to. Do you know Clayton Ryan? 
I haven't met him. I know he's in the Devin Sands video. Okay. He's solid, another musician. Solid dude, man. He's so cool. But I was talking with him about it and we were both just kind of talking about like those types of conversations. They interest us and we enjoy it. But when we're with the person, I, I'm not doing those conversations online. Does, you know, I'm not for me as commenting a, or posting shit about it because like, God, it does nothing. You know? for, well, for me as a musician too, like I'll, I'm, and it's not the biggest reason, like the biggest reason I don't talk politics is because I just don't like it. You know? Yeah. Like I'll, I always have respect again, back to the word for what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, how you feel about it. But a big thing for me as a musician is I don't want to burn any bridges. Like I don't want no, a place not to have me because because or, you said or something people or not listen to um, yeah. like music. They don't. Oh, I don't want to see him because he said this. Do you what's think going to uh, what's his name? Colin Wall, uh, something Wallen, that covered the Jason Isbell song, dude. Um, oh God, he just came out and said some like racial stuff. He totally did, and got pulled off of like country music and stuff. Yeah, but it's like, why are you saying? Like, first of all, twenty twenty one. Like, why are you saying? Like, that? what's wrong with you? And number two, like don't make yourself out to be a victim after you stay after you victimize right. somebody you know what i mean well first off i never liked the guy because he covered a jason isbell song it's like what are you doing <laughs> especially he covered I cover he me i thought cover he did all right up. but i liked his little but vocal it's, runs it's cover me up man yeah. like that song is so intimate with yeah. jason it's like of all the songs you could have covered from him. I will not tell you that I tried to cover that song then at a show. I mean, no, I don't mind people like <laughs> playing it at a show or something like that, but like to re-record it, re-record it and yeah. then start making money off of it and try to push it as your song. Like I got pissed, dude. Uh-huh. And plus it's, I mean, I'm a Jason Isabel fan to death. Like that guy in my mind is hands down probably one of the best songwriters of our time that we will ever experience. Yeah. And so I, I have my own biased opinions about it, but so I don't, I don't want to go off too much on it. Cause I totally will. Cause my wife and I <laughs> yeah. had a long, we were eating at the yeah. dinner table the other day and we had, we just went on this long rant about it. And my wife is, is tiny and sweet, but holy crap, she's love, a redhead, man. She can I, go I love at seeing it. seeing your guys's <laughs> argument about the uh, AC Oh, the air conditioning. Yeah. Dude, was I right? I, I forget it now. Like, I forget what you said. I said you need to, I forget, oh God, what was it? You turn up the AC or you turn it down, right? Was it, some, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, she said it was cold in here. I said, well, let's turn up the AC yeah. to make it warm. And she said, no, that makes it colder. <laughs> I said, no, you're going up. And she said, no, the AC <laughs> is to make it cold. So if you go up on AC, it makes it go colder and we got into this whole and then she threw some live thing on, <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah I, no I definitely saw it yeah she said every, most people agreed with her though and I said well yeah. those are the people that are wrong honey <laughs> if I turn up the AC it's I don't know I don't remember what you said but turning up the AC makes it warmer that's what I said because turning it down would make it like to me right now. Yeah, that's. But I'm that's also what I think. I'm also a couple beers in. So yeah, that's okay. Man. Were you a couple beers in when this happened? Um, we were drinking whiskey actually. <laughs> yeah, okay. I had a dude. Had I feel some, like I'm on your wavelength right now. Bullet like I know bourbon. Right <laughs> oh, I love the bullet bourbon. So good, so good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm kind of back to that real quick. I I'm not a big fan. I don't like cancel culture at all. I think. 
I don't I just don't like it. Like you don't have to like the person. They can stay and do it. You don't have to, but like to completely shut them out is just such a weird way to deal with it. Do you mean uh, I don't know. To me I I don't really think about it cuz I don't really I'm not doing anything that But like if you you, you said earlier that like you don't want to upset anyone as a musician because like places where you play are that. So you oh, kind of yeah, like that, don't want to yeah. do that. Like, cause you're worried about that. I'm just, I don't, I won't voice my opinion about certain things where I know people are heated. You know? Yeah. Like or, I won't, I'll voice my opinion, but I will do it like in context like this where I'm having a conversation right. where like we can talk through it. For sure. I'm not going to post it on a post on social media or anything like that oh, yeah, because no. it's, it's, Instantly going to be misconstrued. I have a hard time even posting that I'm playing. You know, people are like, I didn't know you were playing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so and I'm bad sure about- even this conversation, some of the stuff we've said is going to get twisted and misunderstood. And probably because we just happened to be talking and worded something uh-huh. wrong and moved on to another topic quick. You know, I do find myself, I speak in riddles. Like I notice that I, I say something like completely backwards of what I meant to say, you know, <laughs> or it makes sense. Like to me, I'm like, oh, that's what I meant to say. But then yeah. I listen back and I'm like, that's, oh, that's not how that's it came out. That's not how it came out. That's not it at all. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan of. Everybody love everybody. Well, I'm just, and I'm a big fan of like, if you have conflict with something like, wait, what did you mean by that? Like have the conversation. Oh yeah. Like process through it and you know go through the conversation and really try to fully understand and even if you end up disagreeing understand why you disagree do you there's know, a, you if know? there's anything that Heath and I said on this podcast and you're listening <laughs> just talk to us like we'll explain it just just ask like us. right now actually like one thing that's eating me up that we said earlier is when I was like oh yeah he was gay like careless with his look that's not what I meant nonchalant right. Not, yeah, and he said yeah. nonchalant, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> Careless is way worse. Just take that even a step further, though. Like, when I say nonchalant, I don't mean... It's just him. He's I don't mean like himself. he wakes up and just doesn't think about it. I think he's just that beautiful of a man <laughs> <laughs> that he doesn't have to put in all the work you and I have to. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> have you seen this body, bro? There's no work. There's no work going on here. I just kind of, I throw on a hat and a flannel. We, dude, I stopped, I stopped cutting my hair. What do you think, by the way, man? Do you think it looks? That's a, that's a strong salad, as they say in the hockey world, man. <laughs> I should start playing more Waylon Jennings songs at my shows. Dude, I, I like it. it fits I like you. it a lot. I didn't think you. I would, but I took the, you know, the COVID haircut and just stopped going to the salon for about a year. And I just went in a few weeks ago and, and had her kind of, cut it to where it looked like one haircut and not two because <laughs> yeah. I had, you know, my hair it was yeah. short, you know? And, uh, I was like, this is probably going to be a thing for me for a while. I'm kind of just jealous that you have your, like that, the hair that you have and like the hairline. Oh. Cause like when you had your short hair, you had it like kind of shaved on the side. But yeah. It, yeah. And I, I was always jealous about like guys that could pull that off, but my head's more round and my hair is more receding. <laughs> so I kind of just throw on a ball cap. Um, Alex has been doing my haircuts though, all quarantine. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, they weren't having it, you know? Yeah. They shut down for a and while. And so she bought some like heavy duty clippers and does the side. And I was kind of keeping it on top. Cause like I felt more comfortable with my top link until it got, it got pretty long, dude. Yeah. And I'll, I got to show you my ID be, like before you leave. But um, if coronavirus had a face, <laughs> that was me, man. 
Like I had, I had not really great facial hair. It's all over, just some long hair, dude. It was brutal, dude. There's a few photos. I sh- so I shaved my beard off this past year. Did you know this? No, a lot of people didn't because I didn't tell. But I was at home, stuck right. at home. I did it for a couple reasons. One, probably just boredom. You know, yeah, right? Like I, I got to switch things up. Yeah, too. and two, like the hygiene level just went. Like my showers went from like every other day to once a week. Really, dude? I I got a shower like every day. If I don't shower every day, I'm I go crazy. Bro. I used to do that a long time, and then my wife started like ripping on me because not ripping on me, but. She started pointing out the fact that I'm always itchy. <laughs> she goes, probably because you take hot showers every day, uh-huh. and you're just not taking. Because I don't use lotion. I, she goes, you're probably burn, not taking yeah. care of your skin. You know, I burn my skin off. In yeah, shower. yeah. But, um, dude, I cut my beard off, and my hair was n- not as long as this, but it was it was longer, <laughs> and. It's like the Clark Kent and Superman thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Totally different human being. I, I'll show you the photo. You'd swear you're looking at Austin. Powers, he just yeah, didn't baby. style his hair, dude. It is like Mike Myers, you know what I mean? Oh, it's man. just, it's unbelievable. And it's gonna kill I sh- me. everyone I show it to. They're like, that is not you. Like, yeah, it's totally, this <laughs> yeah. is, there's a reason I have the beard. Yeah. My wife literally said, yeah, if you would have proposed to me looking like that, I probably would have said no. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I probably would have agreed with you. <laughs> oh, but, dude. Uh, I'm glad it's back. The beard is back, folks, and it's never going away again. If you didn't get to see my chin, you missed out. <laughs> if you didn't see it, not many people did. Nope. My, my kids and my wife and a few people at work that I had to turn the Zoom camera on for. So, <laughs> Did they hesitate at first? Yeah, they're like, who? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was funny. Um, have you watched any uh, movies? You've been movie. Um, you have HBO. I should ask, like HBO Max. I used to when Game of Thrones was on, and then I kind of got off of it. Doing this new movie, I wanted to talk to you about it, but it's called The Little Things. New Denzel movie. Okay. Denzel, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto, and it's like a murder mystery. Interesting. It's good, dude, but it's only on HBO. I got into. Um, I started watching a lot of Netflix shows. Like I watched, uh, have you seen the- The glass blowing, dude. I like that. That's really good. I just finished uh, the Scientology in the Aftermath. Oh no. With Leah Remini. Have you seen it? I haven't. Oh God. <laughs> I'm coming from my background of, yeah. you know, in religion and everything like that. I was just like, <sighs> yep. <laughs> that makes a lot of, yep. It's yeah. a full on cult, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh God. And Speaking of um, cults, my sister just watched something called like Midsummer. I've heard about that. Dude, and she, she, I saw her face after she watched it. And yeah. she's like, what did I just watch? <laughs> okay. And she's like, will you guys watch it? But she described it and we're like, no, no. we don't want to watch that. That's funny. N- nope. That's funny. Um, no, I started with, I'm a big Marvel fan. So when One Division came out, I started getting into that. I'm really curious where they're going to take that. But I wanted to let it get a few episodes ahead so I could just like binge. I'm yeah. more of a binger. Like if I have to do. You should wait, wait till the, wait till. March because then it'll all be out. Okay, and then you can kick it on, dude. That's that's right around it's the corner now. Actually, it's not too bad. But yeah, man. Um, 
I want to apologize to you uh, for mm. not doing this podcast for so long because you did reach out. So I was so <laughs> self-conscious to do this, man. No, like, it's fine. Like it's, it's some people it's new and some people it's not. There's, there's people that's reached out to me that I haven't reached out back out to yet. It's just, yeah. it's schedules are crazy and it's just is what it is. But when well, you told me it's been a couple years now that you've, <laughs> it feels like it probably has been. But oh, I'm glad we got to do it. I knew we too. would. That's the thing. I wasn't worried about it. I, mean, I knew at some point we would. You know, we'll like, probably just, do it again now. Now that you're comfortable with it, dude. Dude, it's just one of those things, man. Jack Daniels is always trying to break out of his comfort zone. So that's right. Well, I'm happy to help you do that. I appreciate just it. Throw man. a microphone in front of your face <laughs> yeah. any damn time, yeah. man. Um, I did want to ask you real quick before we kind of close up here. Did because uh, I'm sure people ask you this, and if they don't, then maybe I'm the only one, but. Do you get asked a lot if your name gets in trouble for copyrights? I don't get asked that much. Really? I get, actually, that's my bigger, that's my concern more than other people's. Maybe that's where I thought of that. Cause we had, yeah. a, we, we had a conversation at Flanagan's once about that. And when you I were, for, okay. Yeah. When I first started playing music, like I had people that were like, maybe you should go by like uh, JD Anthony music, which is like, my initials with my middle name, you know? Yeah. And so like they're, they're kicking around ideas and stuff. Then after a while, I was just like, no, like I'm Jack Daniels. Yeah. I want to be like more relatable. Like I don't want like. That's my name. I did, Plus that's it's my your name, name man. man. It's my name. Like yeah. I don't want to, I never want to be anything that I'm not, you know? I never yeah. want to seem like I'm being anything I'm not, you know? I'm, yeah. Like what you see is what you get, you know? Right. And when I'm not me, I'm shut down playing video games <laughs> yeah you know like well it's just funny to me because here's two people with names off of pretty big products out in the yeah. world you know whiskey and english toffee chocolate bars Dude, we <laughs> should talk we should talk to uh crow peak about throwing our beer together like maybe do a collab night at crow peak where they have a jack daniels heath chocolate they could make a heath chocolate johnson and have it aged in jack daniels whiskey barrels this is a money idea, dude. Oh, this has to happen. And we can collab. And we can, do and we a can show. just share a show. Oh, Jeff, we're talking. I'm going to call Jeff. We're going to make it happen. That's whiskey and chocolate go together, dude. Oh my God. That's a genius idea. This this just happened. This just, we just thought of this. We're going to make this happen. This is not premeditated. No, man. this, this is, just popped into your head, man. Yeah. That's brilliant. Because you could let it sit in the whiskey barrels. I don't know how long you're supposed to let them sit for. Yeah, but I, don't like, know. I don't know anything about... Like, a few months, maybe, and just let it sit there and simmer and soak. And By the time summer comes around, dude. Oh, it'd be awesome. Summer or even like... Late or spring. Late no, spring. fall, like November-ish when okay. it's get that... Because that, it's a... It's a thick it's chocolate a, yeah, beer, a, you know? So right when the winter <laughs> winter weather starts to come in, and plus it's holiday season, everybody's eating chocolate anyway, sure. you know? That, that's a good idea, bro. You could get that with a Heath bar uh, on the rim, and then you can uh, you you shoot a shot of Jack, and then you chase it with that. <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot. Know that's that, a lot of Jack. That shot will go down there. <laughs> Do we want that much Jack in our life, <laughs> Jack? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> That's funny. I think we should make that happen. I think we could talk yeah. to Crow. Um, I think Jeff would be all about it. We got to find some Jack Daniels barrels, though. For sure. We could probably find it. We find some. You find some. Um, yeah, man. So uh, you've been you've been playing out and still doing it. Do you have any shows coming up soon? I do, man. I'm playing. Uh, I don't know when this will launch. Monday. Monday. So I'll be playing uh, Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, nice. With Brandon Flanagan, back fresh from Orlando, Aww. Florida. 
You guys um, gonna dress like the uh, Chippendales yeah. from uh, Saturday Night Live? Well, we're called the Flintstones, dude. We gotta find a way to make Brandon and I look like the Flintstones, but just our own look on it. I'm sure there's, yeah, there's probably ways. There's costumes you can get. Yeah. It's just material cut in triangles at the bottom, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, uh, I also forgot the uh, the Knuckle Brewery. I'll be there on the 11th is what we got booked right now. There's some other talks that I'll be there more often. Okay. Um, so I'll try to get that posted out on my Facebook. I don't want to say anything, uh, not set in stone yet just for, for booking purposes, but also, uh, I think June 30th, I will be up in Deadwood for their summer concert series, opening up for, for a band. Um, and I don't want to name that band just in case scheduling a conflict. Gotcha. But, uh, Keep posted on that too. That'll be around. But and are you? Is it just social media that they can find you at? Or social media, yeah. Uh, so Jack Daniels Music on Facebook, or if we're not friends on Facebook, my name is Jack Daniels on Facebook. You know, so um, <laughs> I don't yeah, sure get a hold of me. I think uh, I got a Twitter man. I can't even tell you my Twitter name. I never really post on there, yeah. so I'm more of a lurker. But, gotcha. Um, and if you are into uh, video game streaming, like we were talking about yeah. earlier, you can find me on Twitch. I'm Yoda Wan. Yoda Wan. And it's spelled J-U-A-N, like Juan. Oh, nice. I got to play on my uh, my Hispanic culture That's right, a dude. Bit. That's so, right. That's sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's coming soon too, so. Cool. That's awesome. That's cool, man. Dude, this was fun. This is a lot of fun. We, we got to do it again. This was. For sure. Like I said, I feel, I mean, I, since I've met you, I feel like we could talk together forever i mean we've sure. known each other a long time we definitely we have our fair share of experiences too where i'm not gonna be on record saying we've got some history <laughs> man yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well thanks for hanging out jack hey thank you and there you have it folks that's this week's episode of the heath bar you don't have to go home but you can't stay here sure hope you enjoyed this chat on tap as always you can email me and get in touch with me at heath at the heath bar podcast.com and you can find out everything that's going on at the heath bar podcast.com as well for the website until next time <laughs>